Disclaimer, this podcast contains adult language. Hello there folks and welcome back to the Armchair Pundits with Lester Lindsay and Hammy Hamilton. We like this show to be about Scottish football as much as possible. It's really the only football that we both have a keen interest in and we follow it. But I think this week we're going to have to digress slightly for that for the, the main episode. Obviously the world of football was shook this week when there was a proposal for a Super League to be opened up by 12 of the world's biggest teams also all from Europe, 12 of Europe's biggest teams. They proposed a new breakaway league in the name of the Super League. This was met by all kinds of different hostility from fans, pundits, players, managers alike. There didn't seem to be anybody that liked it, the idea of this league. Hammy, I'm just going to ask straight off the bat, mate, what's your opinion of it? It's an absolute fucking joke. An absolute joke. Um, it's not football. It's anti-football. Football was about bringing communities together. I know that it divides communities, but we've just seen it, the backlash of what happened in that Super League 72 hours passed and it, it was finished. Yep. It's shown what, what, football is a, a sort of common goal, right? In Glasgow, it divides people, but Rangers and Celtic fans came together. You know what I'm saying? Liverpool, Man United fans, they were united, you know? Well, we need to watch my choice of words there saying like, Liverpool, Liverpool United. <laughs> but um, you know the football world would be united because we're all here for a common goal you know and it's football and it's a game created by the people for the people and it's just going so far away from that um, if you if you look at a graph of the way football's been going it's been like a, a gradual sort of a, a gradual sort of incline, you know what I'm saying? Move towards business becoming and away cor- from football kind of thing. Aye, aye. becoming corporate, consumerist, a consumerist generation moving towards globalisation, effectively. Mm-hmm. But this Super League is literally just a vertical line on that graph. It just, there's, there's nothing gradual about it. It just goes from, you know, maybe like 25 to 100. It is the worst idea I've ever he- heard. It's not a sport. It's a, an American franchise, which isn't football. Football needs to have relegation. It needs to have competition. And when you look at the likes of West Ham, who have done so well this year in the Premier League, when you look at the likes of Leicester as well, they've done really well. And, yes. you know, <laughs> but um, they've done so well in the Premier League. And that's just about to be sort of taken away from them. It's just, it's no right. It's... It, it makes you want to boycott everything about the European Super League. It's it's just a fucking joke. What's your opinion? I'm a, a lot of folk are probably going to turn this off when I say this, but I was actually all for it. it initially, when I first heard the proposal... I, I You're was, fucking joking. No, no, listen, like everybody else, when I initially first heard the idea of it, that 12 big teams wanted to cement and make sure they held all the money in football, then... I was I was totally against it because it's kind of it's elitism, it's Toryism. Do you know what I mean? That's that's when I was originally heard it, I was against it. It's and I was amazed by the way Boris Johnson was against it because of all people. I mean, somebody who doesn't like spreading the wealth about, I thought he would fucking be all over it. Um, 
but no, I was I was totally against to start with. But the more and more that I thought about it, I was actually all for it. As you're talking about footballs moving away from being a sport about competition and away from the fan interest and more about kind of the, the, taking it into that corporate world, if you will. I mean, as you said, it, there has been if you were looking at it on a graph, yeah, it would be a it would be a steady incline to a a, a sharp, you know, as you said, a, a straight line up to taking it to a whole new existence of the sport. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's not it's nothing new. Let's be honest; it was it was a wild proposal, but it's nothing new that football was going in that direction since the inception of the Premier League and the Champions League. It's that's that's what I see more and more. And you look at teams like I mean, Tottenham for me, right? When we were growing up, Tottenham were. They were, they were all right, but they weren't the team that they are now. I think since they got that money for Gareth Bale, the hundred so million euros that that they invested, that Real Madrid gave Tottenham, that's really propelled them massively, massively, and turned them into one of these footballing superpowers. It, I, I, I'm not even sure how to voice this. I was for it purely out of self-interest, right? I'll talk you through my reasonings why. I think everybody that listens to this show knows that I'm a Hamilton fan, Hamilton Aki's. And I long ago came to terms with that Hamilton Aki's are never going to win the Champions League. Shocking to believe, but I know, and if you didn't know it beforehand, well, you know it now, we're never going to win the Champions League. Um, and I think I've mentioned it on here before as well, that I have a soft spot for Man City. I kind of keep an eye on their scores and I'll watch the games if I can. I'll log out my way to kind of to take time out of my day to watch them. But I, I, if they're on and I'm, I'm no busy, I'll watch the game and I'll support them. And it's that... It's, me and you both like a bet, don't we? If, if we're watching a, a game at the weekend, say it's a, a shitty game, a, a West Ham versus Watford, if you stick a fiver on it, it makes you more inclined to watch the game and get more interested in it. So that's kind of why I, 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 I like Man City, um, is to watch that elite football, the, the top, top tiers of football, the upper echelons, if you will, the, the most skillful players. And, and I do enjoy that. Obviously, if you're a football fan, you, you can't not enjoy that watching Kevin De Bruyne run about a pitch and zip passes about. It's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And I thought this European Super League, in terms of literally just as a fan, as a, as a supporter of football, I still get my fix of shit football in Scotland and I get to see the best teams play the best teams. Uh, you've obviously said you didn't like it, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question of it. I've posed this to a few people as well. As in, last week we had two... Champions League quarterfinals. We had PSG versus Bayern Munich, and we had Chelsea versus Porto. Out of the two of mm-hmm. them, which which game would you watch? Well, I did watch one of them, and that was um, it wasn't the Porto game. Put it that way. Right, thank God you've actually you've kind of helped make my point. No, and I kind of yeah, you were I honestly thought you were going to say Porto Chelsea. Um, but when you, you you two games on, one of them's a superpower versus a superpower. PSG and Bayern Munich, two of the biggest clubs, the two Goliaths, and then you have Chelsea Porto. You know what's going to happen in that Chelsea Porto game. Porto are going to defend for their lives. Chelsea are going to barrage them with attacks until they get that goal. Um, I think the romanticism of the idea that Porto could get through is what people enjoy about football. Um, and that, that, that's what makes the sport what it is. But everybody watched the PSG. Paris Saint-Germain Bayern Munich game because it's the better game to watch so that's what I think this European Super League was really was often was just elite football consistently it's again it's not football I mean you look at you, all you need to do is look at the last round in the example you just gave there Porto put out Juventus who are one of the teams that are involved one of the teams that are driving this European Super League um, and that's when you start playing Chelsea, Real Madrid, fucking Liverpool, Man City every single week in this Super League, it becomes boring and it becomes 
but you, you look forward to these games when the group stage comes out. I you look at Ferencváros versus Barcelona, and you go right, okay, I'll maybe not watch that one. Oh, but the the Juventus Barcelona one, I'll definitely watch that one. I I do agree with what you're saying, but I it's just an element. I mean, look at Ajax a few years ago. Ajax, everyone was watching Ajax because they were playing cracking football. They're not even mentioned in the Super League, you know. And and you see it all the time. Look at Leicester winning the Premier League. Anything can happen in football. Absolutely anything. And when that gets taken away from the game, you're just ruining the fundamentals of football. Nobody actually really, let's be honest here, nobody really likes like watching the football. Obviously, you do like watching the football, but the full, like, sort of, the full the, the sort of, uh, the atmosphere surrounding football is what makes it. The fans are what make football. The waking up in the morning and meeting with your pals and getting a few pints and all this sort of stuff, putting on bets and going to the... You know, it's a full day out in itself. It's a, It brings communities together. It's a hobby. It's what people live for, especially like teams like Liverpool and stuff like that who are mentioned in here. That They're the first club that everyone mentions because Liverpool are built on the likes of Bill Shankly, like dragging them through the years. Um, what happened at Hillsborough, everything that's associated with Liverpool Football Club for the working class backgrounds. Same as what we see in Scotland because Scotland is very similar to Liverpool. Glasgow is very similar to Liverpool with the sort of industries that were there with the shipping and stuff like that. But um, So we, we know it inside out through Rangers and Celtic, Rangers for the shipyards, Celtic for the Irish communities that were neglected. Um, it's just that that is football, and if you're playing, if you've got a team called Liverpool that are playing in Qatar, you know, and that their home stadiums in Qatar, they shouldn't be called Liverpool then, shouldn't it? Because geographically, it's wrong for a kickoff, and it's just it's these business owners, these owners of these companies that want this to happen. The owners of Liverpool, the Americans, the Chinese, the Russians, the the. The guys for the Middle East, I don't know who where Sheikh Mansour's from, but I'm assuming it's somewhere in the Middle East, like Dubai, isn't it, with the oil? Very um, much Sheikh. Ah, you think so? Aye, well, he's a Sheikh, isn't he? So he'll probably be from United Arab Emirates or at least Saudi Arabia. Um, But it's these guys that are driving it, and it is just totally and utterly bullshit, and it's destroying football. And how you can, you can say you're for that is beyond me. I, you're a Hamilton fan. Hamilton would cease to exist if this happened because a lot of your finances come from Rangers and Celtic in Europe and Hamilton get a share of that. If that gets taken away, if that money gets taken away, Hamilton, who already operate on the lowest budget in the top flight of the SPL, they will they will cease to exist. You'll be... Uh, you might not cease to exist, but you'll be in League 2. I don't think... If it, there is a League 2 in Scotland, it'll massively impact Scotland financially and you need you need that as much as you're a Hamilton fan and you don't see this right see when Rangers and Celtic play in Europe that represents Scottish football that's where all the money comes from you've got no idea the the money that Rangers and Celtic heavily heavily rely on that and it keeps Scotland on the top stage when you start playing Rangers and Celtic in the Champions League and there's like there's a one above that and then let's let's face it here you know what's going to happen with the European Super League you know, you'll if they'll boycott it to begin with, and then it'll just become the norm. The same as when people boycotted the Premier League. No, I'm saying I've, people boycotted that because, you know, the, the, it's obviously a bit different because that's more like a rebrand. 
this is something far, far different. I'm not comparing apples with oranges, but people boycotted it. It became the norm, and now everyone watches it. It'll be the exact same with the European Super League. If you're going to say that, you know, Juventus are playing Man City, and if he's talking about it and you're not going to watch it, you know, maybe in the first couple of months, but everyone's going to tune in here at some point. Um, and when that happens, when the European Super League is way above the Champions League, the Champions League might might cease to exist. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the aim. I think that's what the, the guys that are driving this, Agnelli, um, Ed Woodward, um, the Glaciers, you know, I think that's what they're hoping for, is that this replaces the Champions League. And um, it's, just, it's a fucking farce, to be honest. Well, as you're saying, there, I've got a couple of points I want to interject on. You're talking about... Um... Is the, the money that revenates through Scottish football, you'd say Hamilton would cease to exist, we would lower down to League Two. I don't think that would necessarily be the case. I think the case with Scottish football and the case that infuriates every Scottish football fan that isn't an old firm fan is that Rangers and Celtic, yeah, they get money from Europe and competing in Europe. Uh, you say they represent Scotland in the Champions League, but the last time either the teams got the Champions League was 2011 and it was Celtic. So it's no, I, I don't think that's something that happens once in a blue moon, so we need to fight for it. The, 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 the main issue for Scottish football is that there's such a gap between Rangers and Celtic and everybody else due to that money. So Rangers and Celtic have a complete, it's almost like a complete separate league. Those two at the top of the table, well, obviously we're talking grand scale here, obviously the past 10 years hasn't been the case um, with Rangers coming back up through the divisions and what have you, but there's a massive, massive gap financially between Rangers and Celtic and every other team in Scotland. I would argue that probably Annan are probably closer to their finances in Hamilton than Hamilton are to Rangers or Celtic. That's how I would imagine it. So I think if you're talking about the money in Scottish football, the impact it would have on Rangers and Celtic would be massive. But I don't think I don't think it would be anywhere near the size that it would be for the rest of the clubs in Scotland. But it's um, not just Europe. It's not just Europe. It's it's league. You know, players come to Rangers and Celtic. These big, big footballers come here. You know, not so much anymore. You're pro- you're talking. You're still talking about good caliber of players that come to Scotland. You know, mm. look at the Rangers and Celtic team just now. They're a very good European side, so both of them, albeit Celtic haven't been that great this season, but they're still a very good team. So when you look at those players, they they'll go right because mm. Rangers Celtic won't be in in the top flight anymore. They, 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 uh, sorry, Here's the, the top stage. You're trying to sell this. You're trying to you're trying to sell this to a, a Hamilton fan, as in Celtic and Rangers will suffer. I does I don't. I'm not. I'm not bothered if Celtic. And no, Rangers no, suffer. no, no. If if Celtic and Rangers suffer, then Scottish football will suffer. In terms of what? Because nobody in Scotland does anything outside of It'll Scotland anyway. Like fucking, oh. mate, it keeps Scotland relevant. If you've and, got teams in the top stage, you know this is what I'm trying to say to you. The the, the Champions League will cease to exist. Rangers and Celtic will not get into this European Super League. Uh-huh. You need to represent Scotland on the top stage. If you don't do that, then Scottish football will suffer. And see, it just as a domino effect. When Rangers and Celtic start doing really poorly, that has a domino effect all the way down to your Hamilton's, all the way down to your Albion Rovers because of the finances. Uh-huh. And see, your league, football, see that... your league football that's on Sky. Uh-huh. See your league football. Is Welsh football on Sky? Is it no. fuck? Is Northern Irish football on Sky? Linfield and and whenever they play Glenatorna is aye. But other than that, it's that'll be what it becomes. It's a fucking joke. It will become a, a the definition of a farmers league. It will become horrendous. Um I mean you're saying this though as if Scott if, if it's any Scottish team ever does any anything well in Europe. I mean the last time the two thousand and seven Rangers got to the UEFA Cup final, before that was Celtic in two thousand and two, before that would have been 
19 They're one year off in both. 2008, Rangers got to the FA Cup final in 2003 for Celtic. Is that apologies? Um, 2008, 2003. Um, but again, it's, is, it, is it happening that often that we need that Scotland are really on the map anyway? I'd imagine if you asked most European football fans, or most football fans, like the fans at this tournament, this European Super League was kind of being made to appease your Indian and your Asian markets. If you ask them about Scottish football, they most likely couldn't tell you a single team anyway. So the impact that it has on Scottish football isn't that isn't the thing that was um it's not what but what bothered me about it. The only thing that really I was off on it was the fact that it was the big teams keeping all the money for themselves and not giving anybody out to anything else. That was the only thing that, that was bothering me. But as you spoke about that graph and the analogy that you used the graph would be on a gradual incline was, I mean, that, that gradual incline is happening and it, uh, whether it goes shooting up on a straight line in 2021 or whether we get to that same level in 2030, that's the way football's going. If it continues to go like this, that's the way it's going to go. I mean, you talk about the Champions League there as well. It's not the Champions League. It's those 12 teams in the quarterfinals every single year. It's not the Champions If it was the Champions League, it would be the champions of every team across Europe, but that doesn't, it's, it's not a sustainable it's not as a business, it's not sustainable. So, England get four places, Scotland need to play three rounds of qualifiers before they get one place. Scotland are already underrepresented in Europe, that's but the European Super League coming, coming to fruition doesn't hinder Scotland in any more way. I, mean, I think the, the issue is UEFA and FIFA both need to kind of represent Europe better rather than just these super brands. That's the main issue. But the Super League, rather than pussyfooting about and pretending that they were letting Scotland have a chance and pretending that they were letting Bulgaria have a chance by qualifying and putting them in pot four to play against Barcelona's, Porto's and your Arsenal's in one group and then this middle. It's geared heavily towards against them. If The real crux of the argument here is you either fight against the Super League by equality across European football or you go for the Super League. You don't, there's, there's no... There's no saving face in this to me, and I think the clubs, every club that was involved in that reputation, will be tarnished, and it will be a black, black mark in their history. Every, every single team, all twelve, that decided that they want to be part of this, will hold against them. But the way football is going, I, I don't blame them. They're just trying to get ahead of the game because, and let's face it, 10, 20 years, that's how it's going to go. This all started 30 years ago with the formation of the Premier League and the Champions League, and since then, football has become more and more about money and less and less about, about the fans. Um, and I, I don't want to tie this back to Hamilton, right? But as a Hamilton fan, the Hamilton board have openly came out and multiple times in the last 10 years and said that they could operate without fans anyway. So I'm well aware of what a club that doesn't care about its fans looks like. I mean, I support one and have done for my full, near enough, my full fucking life. So the, the, the idea that football teams don't care about fans, it's not alien to me. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a reality for me. This European Super League, I wasn't particularly surprised when I heard it because it's the way football's going and it's the way as a Hamilton fan that I've been treated for the past 10 years. There's nothing Listen, alien about there's, there's a massive difference, though. There's a massive difference in what happened in the Premier League, what happened in the Champions League to now. And hear me out in this one, right? And I imagine that Liverpool are content with the fact, right? It doesn't matter. I know agents in football, right? The formation of the Premier League. Everyone's got it at the back of their minds. Everyone, even me, you know, I'm not involved with the likes of Liverpool. They're seeing it. You know, tourists instead of... Liver the scousers, know what I'm saying, at the at the football games in the pubs, you know, taking photos, you know, they've started serving weird food that's <laughs> becoming a sort of commercialised as well. Um I think everyone's had it at the back of their minds that football is going that direction, right? 
And I, when you see the agents and nobody's bigger than the club, and it turns out that that's actually true, um, it's a, it's a bit annoying and it's difficult to get your head around. But as long as football fans can still go and see their team at the weekend, that's all that matters, right? The team's the same. The guys you go to the games with are the same. The stadium's the same. That's that's content. You're content with that. But now someone's coming in and taking that away. And that's where the difference lies. That's why there's been an uproar. You know what I'm saying? There's, that's what I was saying about the graph. This is now beyond anything that MD could ever imagined. The fans are getting called legacy fans, right? They're stripped to their identities. It's going to be like the fucking WWE, right? Where they fucking move about all these different countries, Qatar, fucking London the next day. You know what I mean? And, like, with all these fans that, you know, go to one game a year and they just move about. It's it's literally an American franchise. How the Super Bowl, uh, sorry, not the Super Bowl. How the NFL works. How the how how the um, NBA works. Um, all these sort of franchise in America. That's the way that it's going. And when you come in and you say to the likes of Liverpool, working class people who guys there who have had their season tickets for fifty years. <laughs> I mean, they took their dad's season tickets and he took his dad's. You know. When you come in and start doing that, that is morally wrong. It doesn't matter. Put, take money. The world isn't about money. And I know that a lot of these owners do, but there needs to be regulations put in place, like the Bundesliga, because that proves that these regulations can be put in place. 50 plus one rules. I know that that's got a lot of disadvantages as well. I'm not going to sing and cry for that, but these regulations need to be put in place to protect football fans, because that's what this is an attack on. It's an attack on football fans and football fans only. The owners, they're benefiting from it. The players, they're probably going to benefit from it. The managers too. All the stakeholders, the people who are suffering in this situation is the football fans. And that is exactly what needs to... How the fuck did Tottenham get in there, by the way? I know you touched on it earlier, but what the fuck is that all about? Goodness knows, mate. I think like, because Tottenham are just a, such a, a superpower, I think they, they wanted teams that had such a big following that came into this so that they, all the eyes were on it. Tottenham, obviously, a massive team from London who have got a good history, maybe not in the recent maybe not the recent 20 years, but they've got, they do have a good history of winning FA Cups and winning trophies in England. But as you're saying there, sorry, the fan, the only people that suffer are the fans. Now, let's let's use Manchester United as an example for mm-hmm. that. As Manchester United, the city of Manchester, I don't know the population, but I would imagine probably most Manchester United fans in the world don't live in Manchester. They live in other countries. They've got massive markets in Asia, they've got massive markets in Africa, they've got massive markets in America. So the majority of Manchester United fans wouldn't have been happy with this. You've got a small minority of the fans who, as you mentioned, have the season tickets and have had it off their dads and stuff. They'll be the ones that suffer. And obviously I don't agree with that at all, um, supporting a, a small local community club. But, I mean, it's going, to, it's going to be these guys or it's going to be their sons that, that see this. It's, it's the way football's going. There's no there's no holding it back. The money's in there. The, mil- the billionaires have got their, their claws in. Uh, you're talking about Florentino Perez at Real Madrid earlier, the Glaciers, Hendry at Liverpool. These guys are in there and they're in for the long haul because they make a shit ton of money off it. They'd be daft to give it up because some people aren't happy and put up banners. Uh, th- this is the way football's going to go. You either get with it or you're, you're going to fall out with the... You're going to fall out with it. But to try and was I was going to, I was going to say what you're talking about um, the fans the fans the fans so you're talking about sorry the fans that are suffering at this so we've already seen a lot of fans come out and say Liverpool so we'll use Liverpool for example for this one 
is Liverpool FC not for the Super League, right? That was the fans putting the banners up at Anfield, and you've seen the pictures all over the media in the past couple of days. Now, do these fans still support that club? Like, because I know a lot of people have said they're not going to support the teams if they do this. Do you still just because they've pulled it out of the last second? I mean, they obviously if they've shown that they don't give a fuck about you. They they want nothing but money. They don't give. They don't care about you. Do you still support that club? Because I would say let the Super League go ahead. And let these clubs that want to suck all the money out of football, let them do that. And let the rest of the world go back to grassroots and take that money out of football. Make it about the fans. Make it about the pie at halftime instead of your salt and chili chips. Make it a, make it football the experience that it was. Don't have it overrun by money. And you maybe see a better spread of fans across the UK. You would see teams like Liverpool. Like so in Liverpool, you have Everton, Tranmere, and probably a shit ton of other teams that play at a lower level as well. Then the amount of fans that densely populate and support Liverpool would get spread amongst those teams and you would see more teams come up and flourish. You would see a better distribution of fans across and it would be a better football environment rather than having these massive teams that have massive fans and control all the money. I mean, let, let, let's have it right. Gary Neville wound me up to no end on Sky Sports complaining about this because as a guy who's benefited massively from the commercialisation of football. He has a he earned enough money as a player that he now owns a club. Do you know that that's backwards in itself. As he played for one club for so long and made enough money that he now owns another football club. That shouldn't be the case. How? No. Well just because he plays for Manchester United, right? Big club. But I mean if he played if, if he played for Manchester United in the European Super League, he would still have enough money to go and buy another club. No club should eclipse another club that much, that much. Football should be closer together. It should be about the ever-changing. Like, as you're talking about earlier, about Porto being able to beat Chelsea. I, of course, they're able to beat them, but they've got, it's massively stacked against them. This Super League didn't make it impossible for anybody to beat anybody. It just made it more likely that these... Made it... it affirmed what's already happening. These massive super teams, albeit with the example... Uh, exceptional event is this year getting put out of Porto. They're in the Champions League set quarterfinals, semi-finals, finals, most more years than not. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to be there anyway. You may as well just stick it on the tin and say, fuck it, we're here whether you like it or not, because they're going to be there. So you you disagree with the, the fundamentals that Gary Neville owns a football club, but you're in support of the European Super League. So no, I disagree with the fact that the wealth distribution throughout football is so massive so you already have teams like Manchester United who are sucking all the money via the Premier League because it's geared so heavily towards the teams that finish top of the Premier League get all the money so they can continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger the Premier League mm-hmm. creates bigger assets such as Manchester United Manchester City Chelsea all the money stays with these teams and then Salford City who are in that same pyramid in that same competition where they can all play each other and beat each other, that one player can earn enough money by playing for that team to go and buy another team. No, I, I understand that he can he can play with a team and then buy another team, but that's going the total opposite way. If what you're saying, that's going that's going to new dimensions. That's going where the gap between Salford and Manchester United that increases that gap drastically it will increase by probably maybe Salford might go out of business no, 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 because no, no, of no. I'm saying bring that gap back I mean I'm saying either my proposal is either allow the Super League to happen because that gap's already there and it exists let's not pretend that doesn't happen so if the mm-hmm. Super League's there it just means we get a better product with the European teams because they have all the money then when they compete it'll be better or strip it back and take the money out of football so I don't understand so have the oh. European Super League uh-huh. And do what we 
Well, what we do already is have these 12 teams or 15 teams that was meant to be, I think there was three that couldn't get to agree, Dortmund, Bayern Munich and PSG, that was originally the 15 founding members, but the three of them rejected it. So the way football runs around is these teams, these 12 teams that we've seen on this, they already control the money. It already happens. Mm-hmm. But the European Super League is just admitting that, essentially, rather than hiding it and pussyfooting around the issue, it's just admitting it. So they'll get every single bit of the money, it'll have the domino effect, and the gap between Salford and Man. Chester United becomes bigger. But they won't be in the same competitions. It'll be complete separate. It'll be complete different competitions. I know, but one, it, it has that domino effect, though, definitely. Oh, aye, but it's like saying... Because then Hamill people Lackey's stop the... watching the Premier League. People aye, but stop it's like watching Ross the Premier County League. aren't as rich as the early Lakers. It's a different competition. No, I, I, I know that they're, they're not as rich as each other, but... See, when people start watching European Super League, uh. nobody will watch the Premier League anymore. When you take the six best horses out of the race and you put them in a totally different race, then, sorry, that was... I just, I get caught off guard there. I thought you were waving at her there. <laughs> um, but, you know. Yes. <laughs> right, uh, what was I saying there? When you, Aye, when you take the, the six horses. big horses out of the league, you know, and you put them, you put them into a different race, People won't start betting. People won't watch that initial race. You know what I'm saying? Nobody will watch the Premier League anymore than the European Super League. And that has a direct effect on the likes of your Salfords. And then it has a direct effect on Scottish football as well. No, they will, People will watch the Premier League. So if you have this European Super League or Super no, they League won't. put across... It's more about the globalisation, as you said earlier. It's the global fans. It's not about that crux and the nucleus of fans that Mate. are from around that geographical location. Mate. Honestly, nobody will watch the Premier League. The people who watch the Premier League just now are only interested in the big six. I, you get... Maybe you, I, you might watch a Brighton versus Wolves game. No, 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 no. that's my point. That's my point. So we're talking about me, someone from Scotland. I'm not Mm -hmm. an English football fan, but I watch the Mm -hmm. English football games. I will watch Man City play someday. I will watch Man United play someday. I won't watch watch Brighton versus Burnley because it's a poor quality of game. I'm not going to watch that. So my point is, if you want these, if you you make this a globalised globalised event, your global fans like me that will watch the big games will be there. But you'll still have your support for the English Premier League clubs. They just won't be the same clubs. You'll still have support, of course. Of course, but in terms of their TV views and their TV deals, they'll be on fucking channel 113. No, I mean, they won't be on... They won't won't have the TV rights. Probably Sky will be like, ah, fuck it, it's not making enough money. We'll just put a couple of games on a week as opposed to them all. It's... Mate, honestly, nobody will watch the Premier League here. Scotland, England, nobody will watch Everton versus Brighton. People will boycott the Super League to begin with. And then a couple of months down the line, they'll just watch the Super League because it becomes sort of normal to watch that's, that. That's, that's, we're agreeing here that, that people globally will watch the Super League and people that are yes. actually interested in football and supporting their own team will follow that. So like, there's nothing there's nothing for me that says the Premier League should be the most watched league in the planet other than it controls the most money. That's like that's, We essentially see the European Super League. It's called the, the, the Premier League. It's totally different. It's a totally different. It's a totally different format. It is a completely different format in the sense that it's international. It's European, but it's still it's still fans supporting. Like so, the, the, the European Super League, league and the league Premier the League is totally different. No, the Premier League is the biggest league in the world, and it's followed by eyes mm-hmm. all over the world. 
right? But if you want yep. the English Premier League, as such as Gary Neville's talking about, to be the Premier League that's for the fans and for the people who have season tickets, the best thing to do is take those superpowers out. Because, I mean, you have elitist fans that are Manchester United fans, and the fans that go to the games, as you said, I had the season tickets for 50 years, they got it off their dad, they got it off their dad. They'll, they won't enjoy the tourist fans. They would rather it was all Manchester skills in there. They could they'll know what the club's about, or Liverpool. They would rather it was all scousers in there. But it's not. It's these tourist fans, as you were talking about earlier, the only way you get mm-hmm. rid of that and make football about football again is to get rid of the Yeah, players. I agree with that, aye, of course. And make them compete in their own separate tournament, like the European Super League. But then you have different teams to Liverpool come up, you have Everton's, you have, as I said earlier, you have your Tranmere's, your Brighton's will come up, your West Ham's. I know these aren't yeah. from Liverpool, by the way, but these teams will become bigger and they'll get a better following. And the, the population and the density of how teams are supported will be more evenly distributed rather than just supporting the best teams because they have more money. Listen, everyone watches the Premier League, right? So I agree with what you're saying. I agree. See when you bring in venture capitalists into football clubs? Uh-huh. They're going to start acting like venture capitalists. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, of course. So when you appoint, you know, FSG into Liverpool and you say, make us a global company, make us a globalised football team, have Wayne's in South East Asia, have people in South America running about with Man United and Liverpool and Chelsea and whatever it may be, kits on, right? He's going to do stuff like that. So of course he's going to start coming up with these sort of plans to globalise football. I do, what you said there, I do understand where they're coming from, but it's morally wrong. It's totally wrong. It's, It's bullshit. It's it's not what football is. People, these American guys who grew up and they they're watching the NFL and the way that's run, and then they come to Britain and they come to Europe and they meet with all these hoity-toity owners who all they care about is their their back pockets. It's all just morally wrong, and I, I do understand the likes of FSG and the likes of the Glaciers and Ed Woodward. They're looking at it and going. Well, why are Brighton getting a hundred million? Why are the Premier League splitting up everything? Why, why are Brighton and um, why are Newcastle and why are all these clubs getting a hundred million a season for Premier League rights and TV deals when it's us that are getting the views? Because let's face it, nobody watches, <laughs> nobody watches Brighton versus Newcastle. No, I mean, I Brighton fans and Newcastle fans will watch it. But I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about people out with the communities. Know what I'm saying? So I do they, understand. Why should they watch it? Why should the English Premier League be better than any other league? This is what this is the point I'm getting is even the way that football is now, and if you look at the Champions League, it's geared heavily towards Premier League, Spain, Italy, France. When was the last time somebody won it out with the big five countries? Genuine question. When was it somebody the last time somebody won the, the, the European Cup or the top European competition that wasn't from England, Spain, France, Germany, or Italy? Um Porto. Porto won it in 2004. Exactly. So, what's that, 17 years ago? You're having to go back? Mm-hmm. So, football in the last 17 years, in the last 30 years, it has changed so quickly that these teams already have all the power. They control the power. They control the money. They already do this. This is getting... like It's no, it's no surprise that this proposal happened. That's the way football is going and has went for years. That's, that's fair, but the fact that you're saying you agree with it is, is beyond me. I'm not saying I agree with that prospect, but let them have the European Super League and let the Premier League be for the English fans of the Premier League. Don't make it a global... Don't have it as a... 
You can either and still league. have the Champions League. No, but hi, hi, have a Champions League, but just have the teams in the European Super League can't compete in it. Champions but have League it... won't exist, mate. Why not? Because you're saying about this ideal world, nobody will watch the Champions League anymore. Because like I said, the views in football are with these teams that are involved with the European Super League. So mm-hmm. the Champions League, it might exist, it might, I'm not saying it won't, but if it does, nobody will watch it, it'll make no money whatsoever. And instead I think they, I, I, that, that's the point that I'm making, though, is that it could coexist, but it shouldn't be about money. The Champions League, it should, it should be about pride and going out to play, play for your club and represent your club. It shouldn't be about how can we bring in the most money. That's the problem with football. And if it's going that way, then let it go that way. Let it fully go that way and let these teams go out and have a global market for the European Super League. But your fans of your, your teams that are in England, that are in Scotland, that are in Bulgaria, let it be for those people. So the Champions League as the champions of each of those of each of those respective countries, that's how it should be. People will watch that because it'd be interesting seeing their team. I don't like see if honestly it's a long way away. In fact, I'll ask you Rangers, right? If Rangers were in the Champions League final versus mm-hmm. Stal Bucharest, do you yeah. care how many folk watch that? Um no, not overly no. You would just rather see Rangers win. So if the European yep. Super League can exist and have these massive teams that have all the money out, get them a fuck. They obviously aren't interested in anybody else in football, so why should football be interested in them? Get them a fuck these and let historic your... historic teams, though. They're the best teams in the world. They're the teams that you watch. They're the teams that I watch. And I, just, they, it's they their owners. Been... It's not their football. Do you not feel bad for the Liverpool fans here? With what I... you're saying, do you not feel bad for the Man United fans? When of course you're saying, I know. Let them of course I 100% it. feel bad for them, I. Aye, so imagine you were a Liverpool fan and these owners came along and were like, we're going to create a league. You can't watch your team anymore because it's unfair to ask working class people to fork out all this money to go to Qatar and a Tuesday and then go to America, New York. On a... It's impossible to follow your football team like that, especially when the ticket prices and stuff like that are going to go through the roof as well. It's It's unfair and I just think the fundamentals of it are just way off and to think clubs like Man United and Liverpool I mean Chelsea you don't you don't expect anything less from them but the <laughs> likes of Liverpool and you know clubs with a deep rooted history and these owners just come in and they take that away it's just it's no right at all I think we'll need to agree or disagree to be fair uh, I, don't, I, I don't think we're too far off to be fair I don't think we're like, I think we just have we have very similar morals and how football should be we just have different ideas on how to get it back to that. Aye. No, like, I do. You, you actually made a point the other night about this is a lot bigger than what we think, and I do. I did actually like that when you were saying, what was the point? Say, say tell your point. I don't want to steal your thunder about it's so called the European... European... Well, you let me finish. I'm <laughs> 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 just guessing what you've been here. Uh, European Super League, it's not called that. It's called just the Super League. Aye, it's, I've, I've tried my best not to call it the European Super League throughout this podcast. I think I started off well, but I've, I've, I've reverted to bad habits. But in my in the initial statement that it was made by uh, Joel Glazier, um, it wasn't actually called... It wasn't proposed as the European Super League. It was proposed as the Super League. So, albeit the 12 founding members that we know of were from Europe... Um, there was still another eight teams that had to form up to make it 20. That, there was nothing in there that said that they had to be from Europe. This would have been, most likely, you'd have seen the start of it being for Europe, but you'd have seen 
LA Galaxy getting introduced yep. to it. You would have seen Al Hali get introduced to it, and you would eventually see teams from China get introduced to it, which I suppose would also release the European strong grip on football. I mean, look at the World Cup, bar Brazil and Argentina, what team's going to win the World Cup if they're not from Europe? 100%, like, and that's where it's going. It's like, it's the younger generation who are used to the sort of consumerist culture. You know what I'm saying? China's involved with that tells you. Inter Milan, they, um, Inter Milan is owned by China. Mm-hmm. You know, they're owned by Chinese banks. All these teams are all owned by like foreign banks, uh, foreign owners, mostly from China and um, America. So it does show you where it's going when you look at how much money China and the United States have pumped into football because they realise in themselves that this is the biggest sport in the world and they are absolutely nowhere near it. When you when you watch the Olympics, it's just the United States versus China. That's yeah. all it is. Just competing for, for gold medals and the biggest sport in the world. Fucking, I honestly couldn't name you one Chinese football. Zing Z that used to play with Celtic, <laughs> I can name you him. Uh, and in terms of America, I'd struggle to name you a starting 11 on it. So it shows you where it's going. It's a lot bigger than people think. It's not just this European Super League for 15. It's eventually going to branch out. I think it's there for all to see, to be honest. I think it's a bit of, if you looked into it a wee bit, you would find that out. It's not just we're going to make one, we're going to play games at the Bernabeu, and we're going to play games at Anfield for Liverpool, and it's, it's not going like that. It's going, you know, 12 founding members the now, well, sorry, it was 12 founding members, going to 15. There's another five spaces there. Where did the five spaces come from? Exactly what you're saying there. Inter Miami, LA Galaxy, all these big franchises already, all these big, you know, clubs that are owned by big owners and the likes of America and China, and that's that's exactly where it's going. Um, Americans own AC Milan, the Agnelli's are really driving it as well in Italy, so... Um, and, and think about the debt as well the likes of Real Madrid they're in and Barcelona and stuff like that um, they're doing it to try and get out of that um, obviously not anymore that it's all came to an abrupt stop but um, the news today Champions League it's it's pretty similar but what's your take on that? Yeah I think it's kind of much what I've been trying to get, get, get out uh, is that it's, it's geared towards even more so favouritism of the big teams, isn't it? I mean, the proposal is that you get an extra two teams each year and they're not there based on merit of the season before. They're there based on the status of the club and the size of the club, which for me, if you like, you need to pick a lane. You either need to pick commercialisation or competition. You can't have it both ways. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's, it is a lot better, but I do agree. It's, it's going down the same sort of line. It's grinding the same gears as as the Super League. Um, it's almost, and I'm going to sound like a bit of a conspiracy theorist here, but it's almost as if this was planned. Um, how can they have a meeting, right? Huh? Be so adamant, all these clubs so adamant, they've been discussing it for years, to sign up for this big Euro Super League. It's going to change the shape and the course of football forever. How can they have that meeting on Sunday? All the teams approve for it. Then 48 hours later, they they all start withdrawing like a pack of cards. They all fucking... They, they all abandon ship. You know what I'm saying? How does that happen? And mm. then, less than maybe, I don't know, what was that? Maybe 18 hours later, 
they announced this new... I know that the Champions League format was in the works anyway, but the actual official announcement mm. of the format was today. You know, it, it was 18 hours after all these teams withdrew and it was going down the same road. It was as if... It's almost as if this was all planned. Like, let's introduce something that the full football world's going to oppose, something completely ridiculous, something ludicrous that even they knew would never work. Or maybe they're alluding to that. Maybe it was... To prepare you for the future so it's no shocking when this gradually becomes into force. But what I'm trying to say is is that they introduce something like that, everyone starts backing UEFA, like do something, do something right away, and then they introduce this and they blame it on like negotiations with these super teams to get away with it. So like it's it's no longer, you know, bad UEFA, it's good UEFA. No, it's good. It's good FIFA. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're all scumbags. Years ago. Exactly, because of corruption. They're still corrupt. They're corrupt to the core. But what what I'm trying to say is, is that this was all sort of what would be the word for it, like a cover up. This was like a cover up to what they were actually going to unveil. Because let's face it, everyone's looking into this Champions League and going, "Oh well, it could be worse." Aye, aye, they've changed the format, but it's at least it's not the Super League. This new format that's geared heavily towards getting big teams into the competition. At least it's not the Super League, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, like, I think the, the idea of a new, a new format, actually, that prospect's actually quite exciting. So instead of seeing group stages where it's teams seeded one down to four, so your pot mm-hmm. one team gets three easy games and your pot four team gets four ridiculously hard games. I don't like that. I don't like seeding because, again, it's, no, it's, not, it's not as competitive. It's geared towards making sure pot one, the big teams that are in pot one always make it through as far as possible. So this new proposal that it's a big league table with fuck knows how many teams in it. Um, there'll be a lot, though. And they play 10 games, five home, five away. That, that's, to me, seems a wee bit fairer. Um, I don't know how the draw will be done, though. If it's... So obviously, say Rangers make it through the the, the qualifying games and get into this big league table. Uh, Barcelona make it through, obviously, Real and the, the, the 12 teams. The Rangers still go into pot four and they'll draw against a pot one team, a pot two. Like, is that how it still works? Is it six pots now? I don't know how it works. Is there still seeding they, involved? Is pretty much what I'm trying to get at. They said that the draw that sort of dictates if you had to qualify for the Champions League and there's all the pots and all the possibilities of who you would play, that draw is still to be confirmed. All we know is the sort of change in the format at the present moment. All we know is, you know, it's just one big league. There's no eight leagues. You know, there's not eight group stages with four teams in each of them. It's, it's just one big league. And you'll play five home games and you'll play five away games, all against different against nine other teams, effectively. Um, so that, that's all we know at the present moment. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one to eight. They'll automatically qualify for the last 16. And then obviously nine until 24, they'll go into like a sort of playoff to see who, who's going to be the next eight after that to play in the last 16. Yeah. Um, that much is true, but the thing that's absolutely diabolical about it, absolute scandalous, is that imagine this, right? And this is going to happen every single season because the top six, you know, frequently finish outside of the top six. You know, it happened, it's happened a lot in the last 10 years. It happens mo- mostly all the time in the last 10 years where one of them has a drastic season. Arsenal being the epitome of that this season, closely followed by Tottenham. Um, and Leicester and West Ham are in there. So if you look at the Premier League in this scenario, that 
imagine West Ham finished fifth in the Premier League and Man United finished sixth in the Premier League, mm-hmm. then Man United, because of their coefficient, would qualify for the Champions League, whereas West Ham, who finished fifth, would go into Europa League. It's Aye, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, look at... Look, Let's look at this season, for example. Just talking about Arsenal, the absolute epitome of that. So currently, you have um, is it Man City in first, Man United second, Leicester third, and Chelsea fourth. Is that how yeah. that's how the Premier League sits, right? So those four teams would automatically qualify. They they get in based on mm-hmm. getting top four. That those qualification spots are already there. But you now don't have the qualification process whereby anybody can qualify for it for any country. It's now case a case of whichever big teams have the shittest season, they still get in. So Arsenal, if it was next season, it would be Arsenal and Tottenham, the two teams that would have made it up based on the coefficient, they would have made it in. Tottenham sitting seventh in the English Premier League and Arsenal sitting ninth. Ninth. Yeah, It's not even close to competing. They're not even close Aye. to competing with West Ham. Who wouldn't they qualify? The points difference between West Ham and Arsenal at the moment is nine points. That's three games between the two of them. And Arsenal still qualify ahead of West Ham. Even though West Ham have had a better season, they qualify, Arsenal qualify over them. It's it's a joke, and it's the way football's going, as you said earlier in the podcast. I agree with that. It is going that way. But it doesn't mean that we need to let it happen. Um, I think that we might have been protest today, because it's the first time in football where you've actually got league, sort of. It's always been tailored towards the top teams, the, the yep. teams with the most money, right? But it's always been that you need to finish higher than them, then you'll get a fair whip at it. Yep. But now, this is the first time where that's actually not happened. This is the first time in the Champions League history where you can finish six and actually still qualify for the Champions League above the team who finished fifth, effectively. Yep. You know, and it's that... the first time that the, the unfair competition sort of comes into it. That this, and that's where it's going, football. It's going towards a Super League and... Because that's happened, they've introduced that to kind of paint over the cracks, you know, hush, hush, let's just do this, take everyone's mind off it, about off of the fact what we're just about to announce. It just, it just stinks to me. The full thing stinks. And the, the, Florentino Perez was obviously the man that came up with this idea. He's been wanting to be the trailblazer for football for a long time. I think he's more interested in being remembered as a football great rather than actually doing anything. He just wants to be remembered as somebody who was involved in something massive in football. But the English representative, Joel Glazer, sorry, Joel Glazer, he was the, the kind of leader of the six English teams. He was the, the nominated head of the pack, if you will. Obviously at Manchester United and Liverpool, when they put their statement out, was from Joel Glazer. Like, can you imagine so that? Imagine Rangers. I imagine Rangers, right? Imagine Rangers make a statement of intent to do something, and the person that it is that announced it is Dermot Desmond on the Rangers website. Can you, like, honestly, honestly, that's what happened, right? But Joe Glazier, to go back to my original point, was the man who was the representative of the English teams in this. I'm, I'm not surprised he's agreed to it. I mean, you look at Manchester United in the past five years, how many times have they got past the last... How many times have they got to the last six in the Champions League? They've not been doing it. They've been getting Europa League football at best. So, of course, he's interested in making sure that Man United are in the most elite competition. Of course, he is. Like, this suits Manchester United down at the core, and it suits other teams of that stature down at the core. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't I don't understand the the almost the self-importance that these clubs have on themselves of, I, we are, we are a big team, so we deserve to be in the Champions League. No, you deserve to be in the Champions League if you're the champions. Let's fucking have it, right? It shouldn't be just, I'm a big team, I'm in a big tournament. Like... You're there on the, thing that, the thing that scares me 
right? Is that I agree they're there on merit. It's like they're God-given right to be in that league. It's fucking bullshit, right? But the thing that's scary about all of this, right, is that we can sit here, Scotland, I'm a Rangers fan, you're obviously Hamlin, you've got no chance, by the way, no, no offense, no, no. I've got no chance. The, the UEFA president or the Super, they've never even heard the Hamilton. No, I mean, they've heard the Alexander Hamilton, one Excuse of the founding me. fathers of the United States. But they've, me the head. <laughs> they've heard the McLan, but they've not heard the Hamilton Ackies. No, I'm going, to, I'm going to pull you up. They're the head of the Spanish Football Association. I actually used to play with Hamilton. Oh, fuck it, you were telling me this. Aye, true, you've got me there. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, is that we can sit here on our high horse, and, oh, look what's going on down south and stuff like that. But honestly, it scares me to think, you know, I think the 15 founding members was the 12 that were in it, right? The 12 that, you know, the top six, the three fairly, AC Milan, Inter Milan, AC, um, Juventus, Juventus, the three for Juventus, the three from Spain, which would be Atletico, Barca, Real, that's 12, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were hoping for PSG, Bayern and Borussia Dortmund, that would have made the 15. Right, that's pretty fucking clear that that's what they wanted. But obviously they ruled themselves out. PSG ruled themselves out pretty early. Bayern Munich dipped their toe into it and then actually went, nah, fuck that because the, because of the 50 plus one, same with Borussia Dortmund. And that then leaves three spaces and then you're looking at your Rangers and Celtics and you're looking at your Porto Benficas and you're, I'm no joking, then you're looking at your Ajaxes because outside of that, who's the other? Galatasaray, Fenerbahce. Teams like this, you know, Europe, Lazio, you know, they're all in par with each other. They're all as big as each other. Celtic have won a European Cup. Rangers have won a European Cup Winners' Cup. They've got European trophy, European accolades, and that seems to be, Aberdeen. you know, and <laughs> that's the scary thing. <laughs> well, true, they've got fucking more than any of the, the Scottish teams. But um, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that it's scary to think if the European Super League had to go to Dermot Desmond or they had to go to Douglas Park or they had to go to, you know, whoever's involved with with the SPL, you know, Neil Doncaster, whoever it may be, I don't know who would deal with that sort of thing. But what I'm trying to say is is if they go to them and go, listen, boys, you are going to become billionaires overnight. The club is going to fucking go to where Rangers and Zelt Celtic proposed 10 years ago when they wanted to go to the English Premier League mm-hmm. they would I think they would take it and that's that's the that's the worrying aspect of all of this is if it happened to your club well what are you going to do are you going to stop supporting their club of course you're fucking no see all these Liverpool fans that are saying that's me and Liverpool done bullshit you don't stop supporting your club exactly you, you can be annoyed with your football club but see when they're on the big stage absolutely not a chance of you not supporting them so it's it's a scary thought. It's a scary thing that it actually. I was surprised to be fair that Rangers and Celtic weren't even mentioned in the bracket because that that's what they want. They're they're in a league themselves. They're in. There's been so much talk. It's that Super League's dominated by English teams. Fifty percent of it is English teams. I think and, what's um, interesting about it. Sorry, so I'll let you go. No, no, that was me pretty much done. I think what's interesting about it as well, sorry, is that Real, Barca and Juventus are still holding out for this. They, they've not left it, they've not abandoned ship yet, they're still in there, very much in there. Um, and what we are talking about earlier of it not being a European Super League, it being a Super League, is there is a real possibility that they'll just go, fuck it, we'll bring in teams to America, they'll bring in teams to South America, we'll bring in teams to China, and then we'll spread the wealth amongst us. And I, I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see it happen. Uh, 
what was I going to say? No, but you're absolutely right because they've not pulled out yet. They're saying that they're going to renegotiate it all. They're I saying that it's it's not going to work. The format they've come up with is not going to work. And they're going to repropose it to the... They need the top six. For it to work, you need the top six. Yep. Because when Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid, La Liga, fucking... It didn't die, but nobody fucking watches that anymore. See El Clasicos and all that sort of stuff. Have you watched an El Clasico since Ronaldo left? Yeah, I've watched two. Well, I say I've watched two. I think I've kind of lazily half watched the last one. Uh, in the one but I Spanish about. Spanish football's in, in real trouble. Mm-hmm. Spanish football, Real Madrid are nine hundred million pounds in debt, and Barcelona are a million. About seventy five percent of that debt has been accumulated over this pandemic. They're still playing, paying sorry their players this a million pound a week and stuff like that. But they can't. They're, they're not getting money for turnstiles, TV deals. I mean, you can't even watch a fucking La Liga game anymore if you, unless you've got a subscription to Premier Sports, and who the fuck wants to do that? <laughs> um, and it's the same with Serie A football, it's the same with Italian football, it's going down the tubes, they're, they're in serious trouble, these clubs, you know? And, um, I it's, it's worrying. Again, all the money's getting filtered into the English League, that's what's happening. The big six... I mean, as much as the other big six in England, minus Real and Barcelona, they're the big six in the world, aren't they? It's, it's the biggest league in the world. And the, yep. the, the real issue is, I mean, this proposal's been rejected. Um, as, as purely out of self-interest, I would like to have seen it, but this proposal's been rejected the same way, um, well, I can't remember the name of it, but remember at the start of the tail end of last season, the Big Six proposed a new way for the Premier League that if a new rule was to be passed, the Big Six had a better say than the rest of the, the league. That get rejected. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say that this will be the, the last proposal as well. I mean, greed beget greed. It'll just keep going on and on and on until eventually they, they get the power that they so crave. That old philosophy that Alex Ferguson had that no player's bigger than the club, I mean, that should, that should also filter through the full chain of command it should yep. be no clubs bigger than the association no associations bigger than FIFA I mean that would hold steady if FIFA could organise a something brewery but they're corrupt as you said earlier they're corrupt to the core football needs the fact that this was almost happened and folk believed it could happen shows you the state of football something drastically needs to change sooner rather than later before it collapses on itself yep I would totally agree with that uh, I, 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 don't, I don't want you to have a quiz in this episode, mate. I think the the way we've spoke, I don't think a quiz would be feel right at the end of this. Quiz is quite no. light-hearted. I don't think that's the kind of episode we're having here. Aye, let's just end on fucking strangling each other and then just see the episode <laughs> Um But let us know what you think on Twitter. Obviously, me and Hammy have different views on this. I think we both agree that football's a bit fucked and it needs to get fixed. We just disagree on the way that that happens let us we want to hear as many different ideas as possible we're football and folk we're football and guys we want to hear your solution and how football takes the power back for these massive super clubs uh, obviously you can get us on Twitter at TA Pundits we'll be talking about it all week um, most likely keeping it on and on until somebody talks to us about it so you can get us as I said Twitter at TA Pundits that's where we mainly are you can follow us on Instagram at that as well You make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts at five stars. If it's no five stars, don't bother. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jim.